The last thing we're discussing was if one witness said that she already got payment from her ketubah, then she has to swear. And Rami Barhama thought it was a shiva deoraita, and Rabbah told him, no, it can't be a shiva deoraita because uh, here she's extracting payment. And number two, there's a lien on land. Therefore, Rabbah says shiva derabanan to, uh, to keep the husband calm. We're taking his money, so at least we're going to make her swear this way he stays calm. And with that, we're starting Pezayin Amud Bet, the last three words on the page where it says Amar of Papa. Now we're on the top of Pechay Amud Aleph. Rav Papa says, If this husband is smart, meaning he already gave her some of the, the money with one Eid, He could get her to reach a Shavu'ah, a swear from the Torah. And Mahlokin between Rashi and Tosfot, what exactly is the difference? According to Rashi, if you're swearing from the Deoraita, you have to actually hold on to, on to something kadosh, a sefer, Torah, tefillin, something like that. But if it's only with the Rabbana, you don't have to hold something that's kadosh. Tosfot explains the difference would be if it's a Shavu'ah Deoraita, you can't flip it back onto the other person. So if this husband is smart, he could take this Shavu'ah, which is only the Rabbanan, if a woman already took some of her Ketubah money and now she wants more. It's a Deoraita, but we could reach a Deoraita how? Give her her ketubah again with another witness. Now, connect, combine both witnesses, bring both into And you could say the first time he gave her money, that was just a loan. And this time she's really getting her ketubah money. And since he has one witness on the on the first time he paid her, which he's claiming is a loan, he can now make her swear to uh, to argue with that aid. So Matki Flarav Shisha Bered Ravidi, Rav Shisha Bered Ravidi has a question. How are we combining witness number one to witness number two? Really, each one is testifying on something totally different. He explains, Rather, you give her her ketubah in front of one, uh, two witnesses, one of them being the same witness who uh, saw him give her the, the, the first time around. And, and now, since he has one of the witnesses on his side, he could always say that the first time he gave her money, he was alone, and then he could get her to swear. Said, Wait a second. But still, she could claim there's two ketubot, and I just get paid the first time with one witness, and that's him. And I got paid the second ketubah, the second document, with these two, and one of them happened to be the same. So, meaning she could make an, uh, she could make a claim which is totally believable, and we don't have to make her swear. So she can't reach us. No, we're talking about a situation where the husband told the witnesses what his plans are, that I plan on giving her a second time and I'm planning to take her to court over the first one. So they already know, and this way they could stop the, any claim of, of there being two ketubot. Next, we learn in the Mishnah that and if she's taking from the, the money of Yetomim or a land that was already sold and she's trying to take it back, or, or if she's taking the money and he's not there, she could only uh, take money, she could only get payment if uh, she swears. And Tananatam we learn Masakat Shavuot, Bechenai Tomim Loi Paro, Ela Bishvua. 
Same thing, the children of the lender should not get payment unless they swear. They have to swear that their father never told them that uh, he already got the money back or that uh, this uh, contract was already paid back. That They have to swear something like that. So the Gemara asks, Miman, who does the Yatomim get the money from? If they're getting it from the borrower, Meaning their father wouldn't have to swear. That was part of the takana that when a person takes from a, from someone who he lent money to, he doesn't have to swear. So why should they swear? Ela Rather, this is what we mean. If the yatomim of the lender want to get money from the yatomim of the borrower, it could only be done with a swear. And Amar Bizerika, Amar Loshanu. When did we say that the yatomim of the lender? They they could only get payment if they swear. That's Ella Amru Yetomim when the borrower's children when they say when their father said he borrowed money and he paid back. Okay, so there's a back and forth over here. So they swear and they get their money. Remember, they have a contract says that they're owed money and they're they're saying their father said he paid back. He has no proof. Okay, they swear they take the money. But if the Yetomim's child of the, the of the Yetomim of the borrower said, "Listen, our father said he never borrowed money," he's believed, and therefore Therefore, the Yetomim of the lender they can't even get their money even with a swear, even though they're holding a contract. Now, has a problem. opposite. How can you say such a thing? Either, either the, the the lenders' kids have witnesses, either they have a contract. How could you say that they don't get? To go one step further, if a person says, I never borrowed money, it's as if he said, I never paid back. And since there's a contract, there's witnesses against you, you have to pay back. Rather, if anything was said, this is the way it was said. When do the yetomim of the, the lender uh, swear and take money? That's only when the yetomim of the borrower say, where he said, I borrowed money and I paid back. But if they said, if he said, I never borrowed the money, the yetomim of the lender, they could get their money even without a swear. Because anyone who says, I never borrowed the money, it's as if he said, I never, got, uh, I never paid back either. Next, we learn the Mishnah, if a woman is taking ketubah money and not in front of her husband's face, she could only uh, get the money if she swears. And Amar Aha Sarhabira, and Rav Aha, who was the officer of the big city, he said, Ma'asid, there was a story where the lender came to get money without the borrower being there. That was a story in front of Rabbi Tzhak and And he said, when do we allow someone to take money when the other person is not present? That's only uh, It's something special for the for the for the woman. It's uh, so there could be a love, there could be affection. And the mahlokit, what affection means is either we want uh, the woman to like the men and therefore we allow them to take the ketubah even though the man's not here. So let's say the man went away uh, for business and he didn't come back in a couple of years and she wants the ketubah money. Uh, so this way she knows she's not scared that he's going to run away and not give her a ketubah. So that's one way of looking at it. So this way she's comfortable getting married to this man. 
Another way of looking at it is the woman will look better in the men's eyes and they'll jump to marry them. That's Rabbeinu Hanel in Tosfot. It's Andaf Pedal Ramud Aleph. Either way, Rabbi Tzhak uh, said that we could only extract payment from one claim to the other one. The other one's not there. It's only with Tubatisha, Aval Baal, Hov, Loba, regular borrower, lender, no. The borrower has to be present. Even in the case of lender borrower, you still got to allow him to take the money without the borrower being present. Why? So we don't have a case where everyone comes and takes his friend's money, borrows his money. He goes across the sea. No one knows where to find him. And now the lender can't get his money back. No one's going to want to lend anyone money. And it's going to be a big problem. Therefore, if the guy's not there, the lender could still extract payment even though the borrower's not there. Now we saw in the Mishnah, Rabbi Shimon Omer, Calls manchetovat ketubata. If she's asking for a ketubah, the etomim can make her swear. If she's not asking for a ketubah, the etomim cannot make her swear. And the Gemara wants to understand. Rabbi Shimon, what was Rabbi Shimon going on? So Amar Birmiya, aha. It was going on the following case of our Mishnah. Benifrat shelo befanav loti para If a woman is taking payment when he when the, the, her, her husband's not there, she could only take payment if she swears. It doesn't make a difference if she's taking that money for food or for ketubah. It doesn't make a difference what the case is. Either she's getting divorced and she wants her ketubah money or she just wants to, to eat. She doesn't want to get divorced, she just wants to eat. He's going to argue and he says, if she's asking for a ketubah, then the Yorshim make her swear. And they can make her swear on, what her, on the mezonot she already ate. However, she's not asking for a ketubah, she just wants to eat, they can't make her swear on anything. They're arguing between Hanan and the children of Kohanim Gdolim. A person went overseas, his wife is asking for food, she wants money from his assets to eat. Hanan says she swears at the end. When she becomes an almana, when she gets divorced and she wants a ketubah, then uh, she's going to swear that she never kept anything on the side. Veloti And she shouldn't swear in the beginning. It's only at the end when uh, she gets divorced and she becomes a widow, that uh, that's when she swears. The children of Kohanim Gedolim, they argued, She has to swear. In the beginning, this way maybe she'll die sometime in, in the middle and uh, she will never swear at the end. And so when she comes to get the money for food, you make her swear. Ubasof, and at the end, when she wants to get her ketubah money, you make her swear again. Rabbi Shimon holds kehanan, and Rabbanan holds kibne kohanim gedolim. Now, matki for of sheshat, of sheshat has a problem. Hi, according to this, it's not the Yoshin who makes her swear, it's betin makes her swear. That entire sugya, we didn't mention that the guy died. We just said the guy man, went overseas. Where is she getting her money from? She went to Betin to get her money. Elamar of Sheshat. Aha, what was Rabbi Shimon talking about in our Mishnah? He's going on the following Mishnah. The Mishnah is on the Pevav Amud Bet. The woman or her husband said she doesn't have to swear. It said over there, She went from the funeral back to her parents' house. She went to her in-laws' house. She was never a trustee over his assets. And the Roshin cannot make her swear. 
If she was a, a trustee, if she did handle any of the business on the, uh, at the time, they can only make a swear on future business dealings. They can't make a swear on what she took while he was still alive. When she's asking for Ketubah, then Yoshin come and make her swear that she never, she never took anything for herself. However, she's not asking for her Ketubah money, then the Yoshin cannot make her swear. And the idea is, because she's like any other trustee, whenever a man sets a trustee on his assets, he doesn't have to swear to the Yatomim. They come and Tanakam and Rabbi Shimon, they argue Bipluta de Abba Shaul Verabanan, the Tanan, a Potorpus Shemina Aviatomim, a trustee that was set up by the father over the Yatomim's uh, money, the assets, Yishaba. He has to swear, the special trustee swears, Shavuata Potorposin. However, Minu Betin, if Betin set him up as the trustee, Lo Yishabai doesn't have to swear. And the idea is because if Betin is going to force me to swear, no one's going to want to be the trustee. But if uh, the, the father made me the trustee, I'll swear. Why? Probably the father did him a favor once, and this is his way of repaying him back. So he'll accept uh, the fact that he's going to have to swear at the end. Opposite. If Betin set up a person as a, tr- as a trustee, then he has to swear. Why? Because he gets benefit out of it. People are going to say, Betin, trust me over other people's money. Then people are, are going to want to do business with him. But if the father of the Yatomim set him up as a trustee, he doesn't have to swear. Why? Because then no one's going to want to help out the father. Rabbi Shimon, Rabbi Shimon holds like Abashul, Rabbanan like Rabbis. Now, Matkif Labayabaya says, I have a problem over here. The language doesn't make sense. Because high calls Manchitovat Ktubata when Rabbi Shimon said the Mishnah that anytime she asks for her Ktuban, it sounds like he's coming to argue on Tanakama. Meaning to say, wherever Tanakama is Potera from a swear, he's going to be Mahayever a swear. The language should be different. It should say, Im tovat If she uh, makes a claim for her ketubah, then they make her swear. So obviously, it cannot be going on the case where she was a trustee. So, aha, rather, what's Rabbi Shimon our Mishnah going on? On the following Mishnah, where it says, Katav and the Aleich. If a man wrote to his wife that you don't have to vow to me, you don't have to swear to me, he can't make her swear. And then neder shvayenli velo leoshai velo la beim beshuti. There, my me or any, my inheritors or anyone who comes in my merit, they cannot make you vow or swear. Not you alaych v'al yoshaych and your inheritors v'al beim beshuti. If anyone comes uh, in your uh, in your stead, any cholash be'ah he cannot make her swear lohu. Not him velo leoshav velo la beim beshuto. Not him. Not his inheritors. Not anyone who comes in his merit. Lo he and they cannot make her swear. Not her inheritors, and not uh, anyone who comes in her merit. And now, comes Rabbi Shimon says, No, if she's coming to ask for her ktuba money, the Yoshin make her swear. Again, what's the mahluk between Tanakam and Rabbi Shimon? It's a mahluk between Abba Shaul, the son of Miriam, and the rabbis. And you have to say, Rabbi Shimon holds Kaba Shaul, Virabanan, Kirabanan. Now, Matki Flar of Papa, Papa has a problem. Hatina, I get it, and this works perfectly. Kozman Shetovat, Ktuba, that's if she's asking for Ktuba. 
However, in a tobat ketubata, let's say she's not asking for a ketuba. Ma'ikale memar. What are we going to say? Then why did Rabbi Shimon mention this din? Ela marav papa that Rabbi Shimon and Rabbanan are arguing on a different case. La pokemi Rabbi Eliezer machlukto. They're going against Rabbi Eliezer and whoever is arguing on him. In regards to a person who made his wife a trustee, he could make her swear the trustee swear. And according to Rabbi Lazar, even if he didn't make her a, a trustee, he could still make her swear on whatever dealings she's doing in the house. And on that, Rabbi Shimon comes in and says, no, you can't make her swear on these type of things. You can only make her swear if she's asking for a ketubah money. Even if he didn't write her anything. And we'll stop right here. Baruch Hashem le'olam. Amen ve'amen.